0: Greetings, everyone. This is Wally with Fitness, Reality, and Motivation. Today's subject is Fitness Guidelines, an Overview. Now, this is going to be a lot of things I've talked to in in the past, but I'm going to kind of put it in a nutshell, kind of encapsulate a lot of different things in one short (laughs) podcast, if that's at all possible. Okay, so just an outline take your notes i'm going to post some of this on the podcast site uh where you where you can see the notes uh it won't take all of it but i'm going to do the best i can to put a lot of it on there so you can look at it read it and I, you know copy paste it put it into a word doc so uh, hypertrophy okay so we're talking about muscle increasing muscle sideness okay the the size of muscles so to increase muscle size, and of course you're getting stronger, but this is more for size, a little different than strength training or power lifting, I should say, but you're still getting stronger from it. You've got to do enough sets uh, for each body part, uh, so between 7 and 8 up to around 12. It's just right around those numbers. It's not an exact 7, 8. 9, 10, 11, 12, anywhere in that range is good. And it's good, of course, to go a little lower like the 7 or 8 for for more strength and a little bit more to get that uh, pump, so to speak, uh, to get more size, okay, Uh, hitting, you know, to do that, you you go to the higher, like the 10, 12 repetitions, all right? If you go down as far as 6, that's typically powerlifting, which you can do, but for the average person who wants to get really fit in the gym, not necessary, Sets per body part, typically five to ten sets per body part per week, depending on your fitness level, what you're doing, your sport, your your hobby, all depends. Injuries, everything matters. So, ten to twelve sets per body part per week, kind of a little bit of a spread, but it's not a, it's a one fit all. So it, it does matter depending on what your fitness level is. Can I cover that in today's uh, podcast? No. A lot of people do go to failure. Okay. You can go to every single set to failure or just the last set to failure. You don't have to. Uh, many professional bodybuilders do go to failure Often sometimes maybe one set or not it depends again on the person the individual your goals Uh, if you did go to failure for the average person which is great to do maybe the last set you can go three or four sets five sets to failure but you would do that very very rare Uh, you you wouldn't want to do it every single week Uh, and again depends on your background how much foundation you have you wouldn't even want to go to failure unless you've been training uh, weights at least three four five six months Uh, you wouldn't wouldn't even want to go there and again you don't need to go to failure. A lot of people get strong and pretty pretty darn good shape just going about two or three uh, left in the tank, so to speak. The percentages and the math on it, typically loads of 70 to 80% of your maximum ability on that, whatever your, maybe one max, whatever you can curl and bench or whatever, whatever your max is, 70 to 80%, uh, are needed to boost muscle fibers Um for proper uh, hypertrophy. So 70 to 80% of what your one rep max would be is around the number or basically is the guideline uh, to build hypertrophy. Obviously, if you're going to do major powerlifting, you're going to be going, you know, different percentages from 55 all the way to 105% with variations through the days and the week. So that's a whole different whole wax. Rest time is needed. I tell uh, clients all the time that your glycogen must replenish in the muscles at least 80% or so so you can have the strength to keep lifting as heavy as possible, Uh, you know, so you can not be so fatigued. You can't, you can't even give any effort. Again, you have to push hard enough to put enough stress on the muscle fibers to actually tear them down so they rebuild. So, uh, Glycogen replenishing at least eighty percent. That's maybe ninety seconds or so on triceps and biceps, uh, three minutes uh, probably on chest, maybe four minutes on chest. Could be three, four, five minutes on legs. Depend on the intensity, the reps, how hard you're killing it, what your background is. Are you an elite athlete or are you just a pretty fit person or are you a weekend warrior? Again, that all matters. So again, seventy to eighty percent of your max on the average. So you're going to be two or three short of failure by the, by the uh, uh, f- uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth set, depending on how you're training for that particular muscle group that day. Um, you want to stop short, two or three short of failure or, you know, what you got left in the tank, so to speak, again. Days of rest. All depends on the intensity and how many times you're training. I recommend uh, working out every other day, but I worked out for years, two days in a row, and then gave myself two days off. I did the push and pull for many years in my bodybuilding pictures on my site, bodybywally.com. Uh, those, I was doing the push-pull method Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Why didn't I do more days than that? Because I couldn't, because of the business that I ran, it limited my ability, my time. My workouts, at, uh, my workouts back in the 70s, specifically, were two hours and 15 minutes, four days a week. A little too much at one time, but had no choice, but that looked okay for a young guy. So days of rest. Again, are you doing HIIT training? Are you doing weights? Are you doing just just chest, just back separately? Are you supersetting? Are you working out two days in a row because you have to? How much rest do you need in between? Tom Platts, the the one of the some of the greatest legs that ever uh, was um, it typically rested a week but everybody's not going to train their legs like Tom Platt's so look them up okay so a day of rest two days of rest three days of rest all depends on the routine the intensity why can I not give you a definitive answer because it is impossible okay so you have to research that stuff I'll contact us and we'll, we'll give you the answer so i'm gonna go back and head on like uh hit training, which is you know you can call it circuit but you know circuits typically at least four or five exercises in our you know uh back to back um so let's just go like you know three four exercises you know back to back you know some you know some push ups and some dumbbell squatting presses some mountain climbers things like that. your rest there should be about ninety seconds okay for to uh, to recoup uh some of your energy um and to Uh, So you won't be so fatigued that you can't give all your effort the next round. So that's another reason why you want to get the rest in there to replenish the glycogen. But you don't want to be so worn out that you're holding back on the next two or three sets because you're totally exasperated because you didn't get enough rest. Okay, so there's a proper rest time. 90 seconds is typical for like a, you know, a little like a, you know, a hit training or even a a MIT training, moderate intensity interval training, uh, you know, so just four exercises or three exercises, what have you, uh, or that not not too too evil, you know, they're uh, a little on the lighter side, but you still want to get that ninety seconds in roughly to recoup your glycogen, uh, more so. Almost just because, because you're not gonna be lifting really, really heavy on typically a hit workout. You want to be able to recoup your your breath so you can have the energy to kill it. Okay? Now once you're in great shape and you are like a beast and you're gonna train for like a mud run or for the boot camp for the military, that's the time when you already got this down that you go all four exercises catch your breath for 5, 10, 20 seconds. If that, if at all, and keep going and going and going and going and going and going. That's how you would train for like a boot camp or some kind of mud run. Muscular endurance. So how do you do muscular endurance? Some people say reps should be 12 to 20. That's fine, but make sure the 12 to 20 are difficult. Again, the first 8, 9, 10 are going to be very difficult. Okay, that's why I don't like this idea. But even though it's put out there as far as some facts are concerned, uh, but it could be questionable, it could still work okay uh, for you. But you just want to make sure that it's not so light. So when you do the 12 or 20, uh, you know when you're hitting that twenty, you should barely be able to make it if at all. Again, that's one way to do muscle endurance the The best way I like it is like if you're gonna do a, a circuit training, a hit training, a uh, uh, more so uh, as I was talking uh, just a moment ago, you just want to go so you so you build a foundation for the strength and then rest less. Uh, you know, less each time. So you have that cardio endurance and the muscle endurance. So you can go and go and go and go. Go, catch your breath. Go, catch your breath like you energize a bunny. That's, you know, how I would do 200 pull-ups. That's how I do 1,000 push-ups. You just work in that muscle endurance so there's a right way and a wrong way to train it. And most people don't do it right. But do the research. Contact us. We'll give you the right way, not the hyper burly yell scream cuss look at me do it because i say so thing so i'm going to give you the science behind it and the experience behind it not just because i want to yell and scream louder than somebody else something else that's missing in working out is muscle contraction most people never contract the muscles they're exercising like if you're doing uh, a a lat pull-down, okay? So you got the lat bar over your head, you're pulling it just in front of your upper chest, you're pulling down, you got your arms, you pull down with your arms, and you squeeze the chest. Wrong. The arms are only hooks. So you want to concentrate on the back. So you got your arms up for a lat pull, engage the shoulder blades, initiate the move with your back, then drive your elbows, and then squeeze your shoulder blades again like you squeeze in a quarter. That's the way to do it. Everybody drives with the elbows, squeeze the back. Wrong. Trust me. Try it. I don't, the the defy the, the, the you to, to prove it wrong. You got to try it. You do it. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Don't waste your time in life. Life is not a dress rehearsal. If you're gonna be in the gym, give it all you got. If you're gonna be in front of somebody, we're getting personal here, a friend, a loved one, give them one thing you can that's the most important thing I've learned in my life, give them the gift of your attention. So when you're working your muscles, even when you're doing curls, people go up and down and doing curls, yes, you're working your biceps, but a lot of the times you're putting the strain or the effort on your on your tendons. Okay, I, you know, I want to make sure that you all think bicep. Okay, just don't bring the arms up and squeeze the bicep. Initiate the move with the bicep and continue through it and squeeze it at the end, feeling the bicep on the whole way down. Think the muscle you are on. Now, you can't do that, in a, you can do that on dumbbell flies. You obviously can't do that on a flat bar uh, uh, bench press. You can't contract your chest muscles, so there's exercises you cannot do that with. If you can do it, do it, and do it right. Do it hard, squeeze it, concentrate, mind your muscles. Overtraining. Can you overtrain? Yes, you can. I've heard people on YouTube say you can't overtrain. So I just think it's overtraining. I'm going, oh my gosh. Yes, you can overtrain, okay? They can kill you. You can get uh, rhabdomyolysis okay, where you look like you're bleeding through your skin, and it's basically your kidneys aren't processing fast enough, and all of a sudden, your muscles are breaking down and coming through your skin, almost looking like blood. It's deadly. That's a rare case, but it happens to people, all right? Yes, you can overtrain. Be wise. Use your your brains. Use the intellect God gave you. Don't overtrain. If you're not sure what's right, research it. Harvard Health, Mayo Clinic, Duke, you know, good good weightlifting sites, you know, your your certification sites like NASA. Go to good sites, not, you know, I'm a tough guy, I'll make you strong, give me some steroids.com. Get your information. You can't overtrain. Be wise. And I want to make sure I don't forget this. Always remember that every rep counts. When no matter what repetition you're doing, no matter what contraction you're doing to the muscle, think that muscle, mind those muscles, concentrate on those muscles doing the group to the best of your ability. Make every rep count. Be there. Be there in a moment. Don't waste time. Hit it hard. Train wisely. Don't get hurt. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. I love you all. It's a blessing for me to be able to do this. Thank you all that do listen. Bless you, buddy. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Fitness, Reality, and Motivation. A lot of people ask me, what is the most important thing when it comes to working out? A magic pill, so to speak. It is what I tell them. So what's the most necessary thing in getting fit? Your effort. Your effort is a necessary thing. Your discipline is a necessary thing. Your intensity is a necessary thing. This is the secret to fitness success. Do this, and it is almost impossible to fail. Just showing up does not work, and all the various diets and exercises in the world will not work unless you put in your 100% hard muscle-burning body-sweating effort. That's the secret. Remember, keep your body fit. It's the only place you have to live in. God bless.